Happy Friday and welcome to the Big Mama Show. Today I'm chatting to Phil Burke. He's a larger-than-life American with a huge helmet on his head with horns. Listen to what he has to say. So yesterday this really colorful character walked into my shop. Uh, he arrived on a motorbike wearing a helmet with a ponytail, sheepskin and horns. And his name is Phil. Hello, Phil. Hi there. How are you doing? Fine, and you? Good. So, Phil, you're an American in Africa. Yes. What are you doing here? Well, I, I met a guy in the States, and uh, he saw me riding my bike there with my dog on it. And he wants to start a motorcycle touring company in South Africa. Oh, that sounds amazing. And we got to talking, and he said, send me a resume. I sent them a resume, and I, I wrote a couple of books, and I sent them. And he decided to tell me to come over, buy my ticket, and he'll pay for everything when I get here. South Africans are really generous, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> what I found is that uh, every, everywhere I go, you, you, you guys have an amazing country. Uh, the people are just absolutely wonderful, and I don't care what color they are. They're, they're just amazing. There's Ubuntu, which is, uh, you guys know it. I'm learning. <laughs> Ubuntu, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I stopped at a traffic light, and I met a guy, and all he knew was that I was from Montauk in the States, and he Googled me, Viking Montauk, and I popped up. And he, he Facebooked me then. Yeah. And, you know, everybody, I like, at least once a day when I was traveling, I, I went from uh, Joburg out through Kimberley, out to the coast, and all the way around... Uh, Cape Town to Joe. Uh, Don't Durban. worry about it. Yeah. And everywhere I went, every day, somebody said, "Take my number in case you break down." I said, "Well, I'm going to be in Durban tomorrow. Well, I got friends there." So it was, it was just everywhere. I, your food is twice as good as the states. Yeah, you like and you you said better than McDonald's in the states even, as well. Even, well, even your McDonald's is better here. Than McDonald's in the States. Um, it's, it's, it's very sad that you actually even ate McDonald's. <laughs> we have so many fabulous restaurants and you ate McDonald's. Well, I got hungry and I'm learning my way around, so I don't know where those restaurants are yet. And uh, That's okay, I'll set you straight. Okay. But, you know, like at home, I know every move I make. But once I came to South Africa, everything is different and I got to learn all kinds of new things. So now you said you, he saw you with your dog and you're on your bike. Tell us about that. Uh, I, I always have my dog with me. She's a Weimaraner, weighs about 35 kilos. Yeah? 35, 38 kilos. And uh, she rides with me all the time. That's a big dog. Well, yeah. Uh, she's trained to a really high level, uh, advanced obedience. Advanced obedience. And she's a service dog, therapy dog. Can you dog. come train my dogs because they, they have no obedience whatsoever? No, the problem is you, not the dog. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's really hard to do that. Uh so I trained my dog to a really high level and she's with me 24-7 so she had to be trained to that level so that it made life easier for everybody you can have a conversation with my dog yeah yeah she knows what's going on so I you know she's got 200,000 miles on the motorcycle I put on at least 10 to 15,000 miles a year and uh, last year I put 40,000 miles on and she goes every one of those miles. Do you know that the Bucky that I've had, the Ford Bantam, for the last five, well, we're now into our sixth year, only has 40,000 Ks on the clock, and your, your dog has more Ks on her than my Bucky. That's frightening. <laughs> well, I, you know, the, the, the part about the motorcycle is it's, uh, 
the riding a motorcycle is so freeing and so you're just out there in the open all the time and with the with the helmet on my head with the horns and the dog on the back it it does one of two things either the people run away from me because they're scared to death or they open right up and the, you know the kids come over and pet my dog and it's just I meet people everywhere I go and that's what I like about traveling and when this guy offered me this opportunity I just retired from my job in the states I quit working for myself and I was took a year off trying to figure out what I want to do in my old age and this popped up and I couldn't have written a script for a better job for me so tell us what the plans are the plans are to bring Americans here to spend money because yes we like bring your dollars right so the you know 16 to 1 those guys can come here and think they died and went to heaven the you like I said the food is better the you know they're going to come here and, and and they're all scared to death I went to Mexico. I was in San Diego, right on the border of Mexico. I love Mexico. Told my friends I was going to Mexico. They're gonna, you, you're going to die. They're going to shoot you. They got snipers. Oh my God, it's hard. And I went to Mexico, and I fell in love with the place. They loved me. Everywhere I went, they gave me the, the horn sign. You know, <laughs> uh, you know. I was always saying hello to. I would say there would be a guy in the field, and he would turn around and look at me, and he's a hundred meters away, and he would put his fingers up in the air like my horns. And I would wave at him, you know. Oh, that's amazing. You know, just and, and that happens in Africa. They love the horns as a sports yeah, team. Yeah, it's definitely a it's definitely a conversation piece and an icebreaker, without a doubt. So I, I get to do these things and meet these people and to immerse myself in in their lives and in their culture, and I'm just having the time of my life. Oh, I think that's awesome. So, what are the how are you going to go about getting these people here? Well, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to go to, uh, we have things like uh, Daytona Beach Bike Week or uh, South Dakota, Sturgis. When Sturgis happens in South Dakota, the population of South Dakota is 500,000 people. When that week happens, it goes to a million. How do they cope? They just coped as they've been doing it for years. Like so you get 500,000 motorcycles that come into South Dakota, and they're just riding all over the place and visiting and eating and traveling and, and going to Sturgis, downtown Sturgis, and buying a couple of things. And So I can go to these things, and with my, I have an old school bus, and I have my motorcycle rides up on the back, and off I go. So I have my mobile home with me, and I can go do these things in those places and sell trips to Africa. It sounds really exciting. I have to th- tell you that the thing that occurs to me the most is that earplug sales must skyrocket. <laughs> sounds good. Well, South Dakota's a big state. <laughs> they had a place there and they made the cowboy steak and they had a huge fire pit and they, they cooked uh, ribeyes, big ribeyes. Oh, divine. And they, they would throw them on the pit with pitchforks. They cooked with pitchforks and it was a cowboy steak. So they'd flip it, you know, they'd throw the steak on the fire and they'd flip it over with a pitchfork and then serve it to your table with the pitchfork. It was really a, a interesting. That sounds like a fabulous idea. I, and I thought only South Africans knew how to braai. Well, not a lot of Americans know how to braai. Your braai is over the top. You use wood, coals, and smoke, and that just adds a whole nother realm to the to the meal. To America, is this, I mean, in every movie you see, all they put on the braai are burgers and sausage. Is that all you... I mean, we cook lamb chops and stuff. I mean, is that all you guys put Oh, no, we cook everything on there. But we, we just don't have the... We don't think like you guys do. You guys have a much broader range. 
I mean, we love, I mean, South Africans as a rule love their meat. Right. I've noticed that. That's why I like South Africa. <laughs> have you been to Argentina? Because they, they do the most amazing steaks as well. I'll have to go there. You'll have to. You should actually get on your bike and travel all the way down through Mexico. I did. Down to the bottom. Through, I did. Into, into all the South way to, America. Well, I didn't go that far. To get there costs a bunch of money and you got to take a boat. You got to take a ship around the Panama Canal. Oh, yeah? So that becomes a two or $3,000 project. And it's a bit dangerous down there also. So you got to be on your toes. And it's a, it's a hell of a trip. I wanted to do it, but I didn't quite make it. Okay. So you've got the rest of your life to look forward to. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I figured that if I'm here in South Africa and everything goes bad, I can always ride all the way up through South Africa to Europe. You can indeed. And throw the bike on a, on a, on a Roro, roll on, roll off ship and ship it back to the States. Okay, that sounds... Well, it's very difficult. I mean, you can't really drive it over water by yourself, but um, so a ship would be a good idea. And I met a guy in my hometown. That was a really inane thing to say. I, I met this guy in my hometown who does that kind of shipping, where you, you take the bike to New Jersey, and every 12 days, a boat goes back and forth between New Jersey and Bremerhaven. So... Okay, you, so it's constantly... Every you could, yeah you, you go there you, your bike ships out and you you fly over to Bremerhaven and get on it, or you bring it from Africa to Bremerhaven and ship it back to the states. So what are we looking at in terms of getting your project off the ground? What do you? Well, we got to get you know uh, I need a a website, I need a video, and I need some pamphlets, and then I'm going to do the whole side of my bus with me and my dog on the bike and a lion and some critters and and some then. And I'm just going to go to these places. The firemen have a thing called the Red Knights. The cops have the Blue Knights. There's Abate, which is American Bikers Association. And then you have these huge things like Daytona and Sturgis, where half a million people show up. So I want to go to those places and do these things and, you know, go to an Abate meeting or a, or a Red Knights meeting because I know all the Red Knights because I'm going to fight upon them. So not that I know them, but I'm, I'm, we all know each other. So... How will you plan a plan a route? Uh, that's not a problem. There's plenty of routes. And there's certain times of the year you want to go in the southern part of the country and certain times of the year you want to go in the northern part because of the weather. And so, that's pretty much what Yeah, what, in summer you want to, well, in summer you want to be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Except you, the free state because I've had no rain this year. But you, you, can't, you can't go on a bad route. No, because everywhere you go is going to be fabulous. Right, so, and you're on a motorcycle, so... But there are great places and great routes, and we will find them. And we have a guy, there's four of us. One, one's a travel agent, one is a motorcycle tour guide. Then there's me and this friend of mine, Rion, who has the, who has the idea. And he's putting the whole thing together. I think Rion's brilliant. I have to tell you, I think that's a really amazing thing that he's putting together. He calls himself a serial entrepreneur. Bring him to meet me. I'd love to meet him, and we can we can, oh, we can do that. We can have this. We can have the second discussion with him about you know. See, it's nice to hear your point of view, but I'd be interested to see what he has to say about this whole travel idea because I think it's brilliant. I mean, the well, dollars in this country will go yeah. very far. And I, you know, I, this is going to be this is going to enable me to do what I want to do: travel in the United States half the year, selling this thing, being all over the country with my motorcycle and my bus. How much fun is this going to be? Flying back to South Africa, jumping on a bike here, traveling South Africa, eating my way across the continent. It doesn't get any better. Are you on cholesterol medication yet? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tried to put me on that. The number was always 120. 
So one day the doctor says to me, oh, your, your cholesterol is 120. You know, you got to go on a medication. And I said, whoa, hold on a second here. What happened? They changed the number? He says, yeah. I said, I'm not going on it. What, what do you mean they changed the number? Well, you, it was always 120, your cholesterol. Yeah, we have a different scale here. Well, you, get, you guys work in a metric yeah. system. and they, you know, So ours was a 120, whatever that means. Well, one year they decided to drop it so they could sell more drugs. That's the way it works in America. To 100. So the guy said to me, oh, you got to go on the anti-cholesterol drug. And I, I, I gave blood. I used to give blood every two months, every 60 days, however often you can give it, because yeah. I am O negative, which oh, is the wow, universal donor. And they want You're my blood. You're a rarity. There's only 6% of the people yeah, that have Yeah, that's amazing. So when I was delivering, giving blood one time, the guy, you know, we were talking about cholesterol, and the guy looks at my blood bag and he goes, you don't have a problem. I just had lunch. He says, if you have a problem with cholesterol, we'll see your white strings in your, in your blood. That's all. So I didn't have any white strings in my blood, so my body deals very well with cholesterol. So you're very much a no-strings-attached kind of guy. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all I want to do is have fun with my life. Uh, well, I wish you all the best with that because I think it's fabulous. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us on your wonderful trip. And... Um, we wish you everything of the best, and we hope that you'll bring all your bikers. I'd love to see all the bikes parked outside my shop for breakfast. Well, I'm loving your country, and I'm hoping that I can bring that back to the States and impart that on them and not be afraid to come here because they're afraid. You know, they're afraid of Me uh, South Africa like they are of Mexico. So they have to talk to somebody that's been here and knows, okay, the place has got issues, but, you know, it's not the United States has issues. Africa has issues. You know, when you ride, you get up in the morning at the crack of dawn, you ride all day and be in a safe place. Well, good luck with that, Phil, and thank you so much.